Welcome to another episode of our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Visit our website for complete collections of your favorite old-time radio series. Remember to follow us so you won't miss new releases from SolvedMystery.com. This is the NBC University Theater, presenting the fifth in a series of full-hour radio plays based on great American stories. Tonight, it's The Romantic Comedians by Ellen Glasgow, starring Albert Decker as Judge Gamaliel Honeywell. Down here in Queensboro, that's Tidewater, Virginia, of course, we've enjoyed for many years the advantage of ideas formed in the late 1880s and sidewalks put down in this present year, 1926. This arrangement protects the citizens from both the dust of antique roads and the high winds of modern ideas. Now, we're satisfied down here. Yes, you might say that's the rule and the motion in Queensboro. Satisfaction. But don't you think the town does nothing all day but rock and watch the mint grow for juleps? No, sir. Take today, for instance, Easter Sunday. In that White House on Washington Street, Mrs. Edmonia Bredelbane, that's old Judge Honeywell's twin sister, has just finished off a bottle of her brother's pre-war bum gardener. Constable, Constable, come break out another bottle. It's too early in the afternoon to run dry. While up the street, under those two towering elms, Miss Amanda Lightfoot stops to talk to a neighbor. Miss Amanda is generally considered a beauty. She has been since 1895, when she broke off her engagement to Judge Honeywell. Why, Mrs. Little Page, Judge Honeywell and I have been merely good friends for years. I wouldn't dream of intruding on his grief. Why, when I was a girl, it was considered proper for a widower to mourn for years. For years. And down on Chestnut Street, Mrs. Bella Upchurch sniffs the frying onions and boiling cabbage that'll presently disappear down the maw of her five lodgers. Mrs. Upchurch approves of neither the onions, the cabbage, or the lodgers. And she most often vents this spleen on her daughter. Now, you look here, Annabelle. It's no use you crying after that Angus Blunt. He's left you, and he's in Paris, France. And you know what that means. But, Mom... And if you ever want to get out of this swamp of onions and lodgers... You'll have to take hold on yourself. You hear, Annabelle? And all this time, way out on Jackson Road, the sky shines a shimmering April blue, 
and fresh young leaves come sprinkling down over the gnarled old trees along the neat garden paths of the Queensboro Cemetery. It's spring, and there stands Judge Gamaliel Honeywell hovering over his late wife's grave and trying to concentrate on his mourning. Cordelia. Ah, Cordelia. I'm, I'm like a bird with a broken wing. A broken wing. That's the way I ought to feel. It's my duty. Yet I can't even remember what she looked like. And by heaven, I lived with her for 36 years. Spring. That's it. It's spring. Surprising what it'll do to you at 65. A young 65, mind you. Hmm. Odd, though. I can't even remember what she looked like. Cordelia, a bird with a broken wing. I suppose she was a perfect wife. Never served mushroom sauce again after I had that attack. I ought to feel sad. I've got to feel sad. It's my duty as a gentleman and a Virginian. Cordelia. Ah, Cordelia. Judge Honeywell deposits his arm full of lilies on the grave, like a brief on his judicial bench, and turns for home. Why, Judge Honeywell, how nice to see you. Annabelle and I were just chatting with your sister. Been to the cemetery, Gamaliel? I have. It's a pleasure, ma'am. And Annabelle? I was just thinking I must send the child a present for Easter. Well, thank you, Judge Honeywell. Annabelle was just telling Ammonia that she hopes that you'll come to the party. Mama. What party? The one cousin Amanda Lightfoot has given. Tuesday is Annabelle's birthday. She was 23. 23? Well, well. I'm afraid I'd be a killjoy at a party, Annabelle. Now, Judge, I'm sure poor dear cousin Cordelia would wish you to keep your spirits up. It just isn't right to be shut away with your... Your grief. Don't you agree, Mrs. Breadlebane? Well, now, Bella, I believe in taking all the pleasure you can find. Gamaliel should go out all he wants. And it would please Annabelle so. Uh, she was saying only this morning. But, Mama, I only said... Hush, Annabelle. Well, it, it was about a new dress. Why shouldn't you have a new dress, Annabelle? Well, I'll see to it myself. Your cousin Cordelia never forgot birthdays. Good. And make it an expensive one, child. Take everything that's offered when you're young. And there's no use for the judge to shut himself up and mourn like a widow. Nobody expects it of him. Why, we all sympathize with the dear judge's feelings. I'm afraid I've let my own trouble overwhelm me. It's my duty to think of Cordelia's relatives. My duty. I think you're an old dear, Judge Honeywell. <laughs> but watch out for Mother. When she wants anything, she can charm the birds from the trees. Annabelle... <laughs> Well, good day, Judge. Mrs. Bellabane, come along, Annabelle. Good 
Amalia, are you asleep in that chair? Mm-mm. Just thinking, Edmonia. Oh, at our age, it's a mistake to sit down and brood over the past. Age? Nonsense. I consider I'm still in the prime of life. You must remember that a man remains younger than a woman of the same age. I wonder what old goat first invented that theory. Why, I've preserved my youth much better than you. I've been wondering what made your hair so white. And I, what made yours so brown. But I wasn't speaking of artificial aids, of which I disapprove. There's no artificiality in real youth. Take Annabelle. Yes, yes, she's gotten rid of her unhappy love affair by talking about it. She tells everybody. I suppose that's one way. Think of that blackguard trifling with the affections of an innocent life. Oh, I'd scarcely call Annabelle innocent. I'm sure Annabelle knows more today than I ever dreamed of when I was young. Ah, but then you had an exceptional youth, my dear sister. Tell me, Gamaliel, is the mint in that window box tall enough for juleps? It is not. Uh, um, well, anyway, you are going to that party. Ah, uh, I may drop in for a short while. Of course, and you'll dance with Amanda Lightfoot. Amanda? Well, considering she's waited 37 years for you, that's not much to expect. I don't understand what you mean by waiting. Why, Gamaliel, you know she stayed single on your account. She was mobbed with proposals, but she turned them all down because she's still head over heels in love with you. I shall remain faithful to Cordelia as long as I live. I've heard that before. You know perfectly well that Amanda expected you to follow her to Europe on the next boat after that silly quarrel. Oh, oh trouble with women who never marry is that they don't realize how little there is to it till they've tried it at least twice. Hmm. I remember during my third honeymoon... Edmonia, I can't help wishing you might grow mature with a little dignity. I consider your remarks virgin on the vulgar. No, folks don't approve of me here, but I've had my moments, Gamaliel. I've had my fun. Judge Honeywell. Why, Mrs. Upchurch, a pleasure, ma'am. I just know you'll think I'm terrible interrupting you right in the public street. Not at all, ma'am. I wanted to thank you for Annabelle's dress. Oh. It's just lovely. I don't know what a poor widow like me would do if it hadn't been for Cousin Cordelia and you. Oh, there now, ma'am. You know, Judge, just today Annabelle was saying she wished she could do something to help folks restore their old-fashioned gardens. We thought... If she could keep a sort of little shop, it would help her forget that unhappy love affair. A shop, huh? A forgotten? A, a small place. Very small, where she could take orders for garden designs. Oh, Judge Honeywell, if you knew how that child respects and admires you. <laughs> Cordelia was very fond of her. Oh, she's such a brave little thing. And she does need help after her, her trying experience. Hmm. I trust she's not wasting sentiment on that... Uh... Well, the word is out of fashion, but on that cast. Oh, she never thinks of him, I'm sure. But an experience like that ages a girl. Saddenville, you know. Ah, yes. Well, she's a courageous child and deserves help. Oh, I knew you'd say that, Judge Honeywell. You know, I suppose I shouldn't tell. But Annabelle told me, Mama, Judge Honeywell is the only man I believe in. A dear little thing. But at her age, hurts are not mortal. I tell her that, but... 
Well, we'll expect you at the birthday party then. Oh, I'll be there. Tell her I'll be there, even if I have to take dancing lessons. Well, why not? <laughs> so many men who are no longer boys are doing it. It's the best exercise. They say it's world better than golf. See you at the party, Judge. <laughs> Sleep again, Gamalio? Huh? It's almost time to leave for Cousin Amanda's. Huh? Oh, Edmonia. You better be getting dressed. Yes, uh, uh, Edmonia. Huh? Perhaps I'd better go to Dr. Buchanan for a checkup. It might be prudent. What's wrong? Gout or dyspepsia? No, perhaps some little nervous disorder. I'm not sure. But I've been having the most disturbing dreams. Well, just now, I... Would you mind pouring me a thimbleful from that decanter, Edmonia? The bum gardener. Been dreaming, hmm? Gamaliel, you've got to get out of the house more often. Dreaming. Hmm. Edmonia, your tone. But I suppose you're right. I've been brooding too long since poor Cordelia. Well, at any rate, tonight we go to Amanda's party. <laughs> I've been uh, rather looking forward to it. <laughs> Gamaliel, there isn't a girl here who can hold a candle to Amanda Lightfoot, 58 or no. Huh? Oh, quite so, quite so. Now go on over, Gamaliel. You must lead the first march with Amanda. I wish you wouldn't push so, Edmonia. Oh, it's not dignified. But it gets things done. Now go on. All right, I suppose I must. Why, Judge Honeywell, I'm so glad you could come. It's delightful to be with you, Amanda. It is a pleasure to watch young people. Young girls are so lovely. There isn't one among them who could hold a candle to, to what you were at that age. I'm glad you remember me like that. It's the only way I could remember you, as young. Oh. Well, I feel as young as I ever felt. Gamaliel... I've wanted to speak to you for some time now. You see, I... Yes? Well, there you are. I've been looking all over for you. I might have known Cousin Amanda would steal you away. Mrs. Upchurch, you're blooming, ma'am. Oh. Blooming. But you must promise to dance with Annabelle, Judge. Annabelle's just been pining till you got here. Here she is now. It is charming, Annabelle. Go ahead, Annabelle. Dance with the judge. He'll just ask you. Huh? Oh, uh, uh, certainly. The honor, man? Why, surely, Judge Honeywell. Modern rhythms are a little difficult for older folk. <laughs> Nonsense, Judge. You're doing fine. You don't believe everything Mama tells you, do you, Judge Honeywell? I mean, I mean about me. Mm-hmm. Huh? You're somewhere else, Judge. You're not here at all. Oh, the music. It is somewhat uh, rapid, Annabelle. Suppose we just sit here instead. If you want to, Judge. Let me help you. Thank you. There. Judge Honeywell, why does Mother always make me ridiculous? You mustn't let her fool you about me. I'm not easily hoodwinked, Annabelle, at uh, all, my age. All I really care for is beauty. Well, and perhaps joy. That's the only reason I miss Angus at all. You mustn't think of him, dear. Do you really think there's any joy left in the world? Anywhere? 
Wallace, youth, Annabelle. But youth is sadder than age. I've missed George, Judge Honeywell. I've missed it. We must find it for you, my dear. There now, you must let me help you. Oh, I'm not looking for joy now, but... But if it isn't asking too much to have a little flower shop in its place... What? Oh, oh. Oh, why, why, of course. You shall have it. I'll make the arrangements in the morning. Oh, Judge Honeywell. My dear little girl. I was, uh... Been playing golf, Gamalia? I was playing, dear sister, with three younger men. And I polished them off nicely. You know, you're looking better since you started getting out of the house. Why don't you call on Amanda? I don't see how the two statements follow, Edmonia. Oh, everybody knows how faithful Amanda's been to you all these years. It's only proper. I think, Edmonia, that at your time of life you might sign something better to do than to interfere with others' private affairs. (laughs) Oh, at our time of life, Gamaliel, there isn't much else we can do. (laughs) Oh, yes, I've caught four husbands, and now I'm ready to sit back and enjoy other people's folly. You know, trouble with you, Gamaliel, is that you don't have enough sense of humor to stand the strain of being a judge and an old Virginia gentleman combined. Oh, I'm surprised, Edmonia, after your life. Oh, it's been fun, Gamaliel. Why should I have haunted the upstairs bedroom like old Aunt Melissa after she, uh, lost her character? Edmonia! Well, getting back to what I said. If I were you, I'd visit Amanda Lightfoot this evening. Edmonia! All right, let's talk about Annabelle, then. Ah, advice from you, Edmonia, is, is hard Oh, it, it's not advice, Gamaliel. It's a warning. A warning? My dear brother, we had best remind each other that there's no fool like an old fool. Tosh. An old fool, Gamaliel. I want to make something of my life, Judge Honeywell. I don't just want to fritter my time away. That's a wise decision, child. We must find a place for you, a house with a garden where you can experiment with your design. Well, I never dreamed that. It would be wonderful. And I'm sure it can be arranged. The little house on Little Page Street, you're, perhaps? You're an angel, Judge Honeywell. Oh, how can I ever repay you? By being happy, Annabelle. Oh, I'm happy. I'm perfectly happy. Annabelle, you must fight against the tendency to look on the dark side. Cordelia used to say... Well, anyway, you must be happy. It's a triumph of moral sense over imaginary trouble. I haven't any moral sense, but I have a heart. Oh, Judge. Dear, dear, now, Annabelle, try to control yourself, my child. I'm trying. I'm... Oh. Oh, did, did I hurt you? Was it anything I said? No. No, it wasn't you. But he belonged to me. Nobody else had a right to him. You mean young Blunt? That, that cad? We were so in love. We quarreled constantly. But my dear... That's one of the nicest parts of being in love. Quarreling and making up afterwards. Hmm. 
And then he went to France, and we had to quarrel by letter and by cable. And that was so expensive. He was always writing about some French girl. And so I cabled him that I never wanted to see him again. So he married her and sent me word. Collect. Yeah. Now, there's no use my trying to help you, child, unless you put him out of your thoughts. I... I must look a perfect fright. No. You're so much kinder to me than I deserve, Judge Honeywell. Well, I suppose I am. I try to help. Annabelle, what you want is peace. No. No, there's time enough for that when I'm too old for anything else. Child, do you mind my being so much older? Oh, you're not old. You don't look old. And besides, I despise young men. Angus was a young man and I... Annabelle, you're not to talk about him. You must be brave. Annabelle, I've wanted to help you for two reasons. Annabelle, one is that you need someone to protect you. And the other... I know what the other reason is. You know? Yes. It's because you're trying to do what you think Cousin Cordelia would have done. Uh, yes. Oh, well, of course, I can't forget that Cordelia was fond of you. But I am fond of you, too, Annabelle. Oh, you're an angel, Judge Honeywell. And I'm going to kiss you right now. But is there anything actually wrong, Judge? can't exactly say, Doctor. I've just been unsettled. Dreams, you know. Ah, I've been uh, overdoing it a bit? Um, too much exercise? Certainly not. As you know, I play golf in moderation. I was wondering if you'd advise me to change any of my habits. Uh, not unless they're bad habits. Uh, bad habits, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I meant smoking or drinking. I take a thimble full of whiskey on occasion. Uh, so do I, on every occasion. <laughs> well, uh, Doctor... Uh... Well, only one thing, Gamaliel. Moderation. Your blood pressure is better than the man of your age deserves. Hmm. Uh, come now, be frank. Is there anything else troubling you? Why, no. Nothing worth bothering you with. Well, don't be afraid to keep young. Trust in heaven and keep your diet light. Mm-hmm. With religion and a light diet, you may live to be a hundred. Good. Now, keep up your interest, Gamaliel. Don't let yourself grow old. Don't grow old. I shan't hesitate any longer. After all, who knows, but I may make her happier than the younger man could have done. I wonder what her mother will say. But, Mama, he gives me such nice presents. Annabelle, honey, only elderly men give such presents. Young ones don't have to. If only he wanted to marry you, it would be so much more suitable. Oh, sometimes I think all girls ought to marry for love at least once. If only to find out how much it's been exaggerated. Annabelle... I'm afraid the judge is too much older. I don't suppose I should mind it so much. Mind what? Marrying him. Oh. I'd do almost anything not to have to worry about money. Do you suppose he'll pay all your bills? Oh, oh you mustn't think of me, darling. The funny part is that I used to think he belonged to Cousin Amanda. 
Is there anything between them, Mama? That happened long ago, dear. They were engaged. She broke it off. But why didn't Amanda marry someone else? Oh, things were difficult in those days, dear. Amanda was far too much of a lady to admit she'd been disappointed in love. But I suppose she preferred to remain faithful. She still wears lavender and blue because they used to be his favorites. He likes red and green now, like my new dress. I wish he would fall back in love with her. It would be so romantic. He wouldn't think so, dear. He won't ever turn back to Amanda. Remember, Judge Honeywell has a great deal of money. Some young girl will always be ready to marry him. Now, where are you going? I'm going to ask Cousin Amanda if she still cares for Judge Honeywell. You can't. Why not? How can you expect people to know things if you won't tell them? Why, even if she still cared, she'd pretend she didn't. Even in my day. And I'm ever so much younger than Cousin Amanda. Self-control is still considered a virtue in women. I'm sorry, Mother. But I'm going now to ask Cousin Amanda. After all, it isn't my fault if you're all such... such liars. Why, Annabelle, it's so good of you to come. Thank you, Cousin Amanda. It's just dinner time for the little birdies. You don't mind if I go on? Oh, no. No, I'm fond of birds. They are, darlings. <laughs> Cousin Amanda, are you happy? Why, yes, dear. I should be very ungrateful if I were not happy with all my blessings. You never regret you didn't marry? Oh, I'm not just being impertinent, Cousin Amanda. I've got to know. Well, no, dear. You weren't sorry you broke your engagement to Judge Honeywell? Why, no, dear. I broke my engagement just before I sailed for Europe. I felt that I could not be separated from my mother and father as long as they lived. That was why I never married. You wouldn't marry him now, would you? The the birds don't look well. I think... No, dear. At my time of life, one no longer thinks of marriage. Oh, Cousin Amanda, please marry him. Annabelle, are you out of your head? Such an idea has never so much as crossed my mind. Judge Honeywell and I are the best of friends. Indeed, I've always thought that it would be a mistake for a woman to marry late in life. I'm very happy with my young people and all the charities. I'm very happy, dear. I wish you would talk freely to me, Cousin Amanda. Nice women don't talk about their private affairs, Annabelle. When you're older, you will know better. Nice women never, never ask each other such questions. Oh, but Cousin Amanda... Goodbye, child. I think perhaps you'd better go now. Goodbye, Annabelle. It's warm in here, isn't it, Annabelle? Annabelle. Hmm? Oh, why, yes, Judge. It's always hot here in summer. I don't think I can stand it again. My dear little girl, if only you'd let me take you away. If only you'd let me take you to beautiful places. Would it be a long way off where they don't eat fried liver? (laughs) Why, certainly, child, dear. It's funny. What, Annabelle? I was thinking about branches of trees. Dead trees. You're adorable, Annabelle. For the first time in my life, I know what it is to love without selfish desire. 
It's just your happiness I want. Annabelle. Ah, Annabelle. Hi, Bella. What are you doing on the porch at this hour? Oh, just knitting. Knitting fiddlesticks. Gamaliel's in the parlor with Annabelle, isn't he? Yes. And to be frank, Monia, we haven't had supper. Men never seem to realize that other people have ours. Gamaliel spent 36 years being carefully insulated from worries of that sort, thanks to dear Cordelia. You know, if I'd spent my youth learning some useful occupation, I wouldn't worry about a great many things. I'm sure I know just what you mean. I'd swap the last two of my four husbands for an honest trade. Why, Gamaliel? Too hot inside? Edmonia, Mrs. Upchurch, a miracle has happened. Yes? Annabelle cares for me. Oh? And we're to be married. Married immediately. listening to the NBC University Theater, presenting a radio adaptation of the Ellen Glasgow novel, The Romantic Comedian, starring Albert Decker. Our story continues from Hollywood after a brief pause for station identification. Oh, it's lovely. It's so exciting. Come around the deck with me. You can hardly walk against the wind. Uh, I know, dear. Uh, Perhaps I'd better stay here for a bit. Oh? You mean just sit in that deck chair? Uh, for a while. You run along, Annabelle. Oh. After all, we, we had quite an exciting month. Oh, it was. It was lovely. You're sure you won't come with me? <laughs> After all, I am a little older than you. I suppose so. Well, remember, we're going to the ball tonight. We'll dance all uh. night until the sun comes up again. Uh-huh. All night. Well... Maybe. I do feel well. Not a day over 35. Not a day. I beg your pardon. Judge Honeywell? Yes, Stuart? I found this book in the smoking room, sir. Hmm? I believe it was left there by your daughter. Oh. What? What's the matter? You're not eating your dinner. Uh, uh, what did you say the sauce was called, Annabelle, dear? I don't know. It was the longest name on the menu. Don't you just love to eat exciting things? Uh, well, dear, for a good many years I've had to be careful. Oh, well, that's no fun. It's only exciting if you haven't got the slightest idea of what you're eating. I think I'll have frog legs in one for breakfast tomorrow. Oh. Oh, I adore roulette. Look, I won, I won. It's all mine. Most fortunate, dear. Uh, perhaps we might go. When I'm winning? 
Uh-huh. I think perhaps it might be best if I retired, dear. For heaven's sakes, why? It's not even midnight. Hmm. Oh, well, <coughs> what was the name of that, that sauce we had at dinner? I must remember to avoid it. Oh, oh, oh. What is it, Doctor? Oh. Tell me, is he dying? Uh, Madame Honeywell, your husband, the judge, is suffering from la, uh, that is, dyspepsia. Very acute. Dyspepsia? Oh, oh, I haven't had an attack in 40 years. But unless you are careful, monsieur, it will bury you. But what must we do? Is there anything... Yes, yes. There are three days, no food. Then perhaps a soft-boiled egg and very weak tea. And then Vichy... The waters. He must be careful of the digestion, madame. Oh. You know, a man of his, uh, uh, please excuse me, age oh. must be very careful. Oh. Here's your glass. The bubble's so frightfully. Thank you, my dear. Does it taste awful? Yeah, I must say truthfully, it's not pleasant. I don't see how you can stand it. Mental discipline, my dear. I couldn't bear to take anything unpleasant. It'd be like breathing in all that fried liver that I used to... Annabelle, child, would you mind not mentioning fried liver again? At least for a time. All right. After all, I'm living on mineral water and soft-boiled eggs. I must ask your indulgence. We will be able to leave this poky old town soon, won't mm-hmm. we? Mm-hmm. Nothing but fountains in that horrid water. And all those old people sitting wrapped up in blankets. Annabelle, are you disappointed? Are you unhappy with your marriage? Oh, it wasn't as bad as I expected. I've enjoyed all the food and the excitement and the dancing. It is different from my first trip to Europe. With Cousin Cordelia? Why, yes. In those days... Uh... Continental tour was considered somewhat of an educational experience. Annabelle, you have had a good time. You have no regrets. Regrets? What should I regret? It's been a lovely summer. And we must be thinking of returning home. I miss the old house, the chairs, and the dining room. Oh, we'll have a nice time back home, I know. Bridge parties and dinners, and we'll have dancing. It'll be so exciting, won't it? Exciting. Yes, I suppose so, dear. It'll be extremely exciting. Mama! Mama, I'm back, I'm back! Oh, my dear child. Oh, now be careful, my spectacles. We just got here an hour ago, and I had to wait till the judge finished his breakfast. Why do men so hate to breakfast alone? I don't know, darling. But is he still a judge to you? <laughs> I feel impertinent when I call him Gamaliel. Well, I can remember when no well-bred Virginia woman would have taken the liberty to call her husband by his Christian name. I shan't fight for the privilege. Well, sit down, dear. Why, you look wonderful. Uh, I'm astonished at what marriage can do. Oh, it isn't marriage, Mama. It's Paris. And having so much money. Isn't it wonderful what clothes can do for you? Then you are happy, dear. I don't believe much in happiness. People just pretend because they're ashamed not to, that's all. Why, baby? Oh, I don't really care. I've got to run, Mama. 
I promised to, to be back to kiss him before he goes down to his office. Could anything be more absurd than to have to cross the street and run two whole blocks just to kiss a man before he goes to work? Well, goodbye, Mama. I'll be back. Could anything, anything be more absurd? Aren't you dressed yet? Dressed? Yeah? Why? Don't tell me you've forgotten. The dance tonight, the cotillion. Ah, yes. Annabelle, it's extremely lucky the staid Vichy allowed me to begin the winter with an improved digestion. We've dined out every night this week. You don't want to just sit and stodge tonight. That was the general idea, although I would have put it differently. But I have a new dress. And besides, you just sit along the wall at all the dances anyway. Don't you get tired? Well, I admit I do not look forward to another evening of unrelieved conversation. Oh, but, but I so hate to miss a dance. Perhaps it would be better for, for you to go along without me. You, you're sure you don't mind? No, dear. Anything that brings you happiness, that's all I want. If that's old bum garden of your pouring, Gamaliel, you might set out another glass. <laughs> or better still, just pass me the bottle. That's the last of my pre-war stock, Edmonia. And I do not approve of bootlegging. Oh, it does have quality. <sighs> I approve of your scruples about bootleggers. I may be old-fashioned, Edmonia. But in my day, ladies were not supposed to drink whiskey. <laughs> Your day was happily before prohibition, my dear brother. When you didn't have to take anything for fear of losing everything. <laughs> that reminds me. I never saw Annabelle looking so pretty. You know, that child has learned to dress. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is delicious ham. Oh, it's too bad you're not allowed to eat it. You know, many a time when I was trying to reduce, I used to say to myself, age has two advantages. You may eat as much and... Cry as often as you please. That reminds me. Edmonia, I have never seen you cry. And I hope you never will. Before I felt it was safe to cry, I stopped feeling the need to. I have never approved of your life. In fact... Oh, the trouble with you is that you were tainted with the Puritan side of the family. Even down here in Virginia. Really, Edmonia? <laughs> oh, well, enough of my dappled career. You know, Gamaliel... Your marriage has turned out better than I expected. It has. Turned out happily. It was all I could do to persuade Annabelle to go out tonight and leave me alone. No, I wouldn't have believed it. Annabelle seems to me to be the kind of a woman who turned any man's head. Well, as long as she's satisfied to turn mine. Hmm. And by the way, sister, I want to point out that those nuts you're eating so industriously are the richest food you could find, and your figure... Oh, it doesn't matter. Unlike you, I'm not hanging on to anything. Not even to my husband. <laughs> well, good night, Gamaliel. I shall leave you to the pleasure of waiting up for Annabelle. Ah, uh, youth doesn't need sleep as we do. Ah, Gamaliel...
Annabelle, is that you? Annabelle? Yes. Was it a nice party? Oh, it was lovely. I wish you wouldn't sit up. Really, there's no need. Perhaps I shall be able to go with you next time. The next time? What's the matter, Annabelle? Are you tired? You sound troubled. It's nothing. You must trust me, my girl. I want nothing more than to make you happy. No. No, leave me alone, please. It's nothing. Nothing. Ah, Judge Honeywell, we don't see enough of you down here. Annabelle runs in most every day, but seeing you is a pleasure. Thank you, ma'am. And the pleasure's not entirely on your side. But, uh... I'll come to you with a troubled mind. But, Judge, whatever could... Has Annabelle seemed to you, well, different of late? Different? I've been considering her happiness. Have you observed any change? Mrs. Upchurch. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just thinking. The dear child always had a nervous temperament. She's been this way before. Oh, often. You mustn't mind, Judge. Uh, she tells me that she's had trouble uh, sleeping, though. And, um... Uh, Dr. Buchanan advised me that perhaps, um, um, adjoining rooms? Uh, yeah, yes. We've arranged that. Uh, I wonder if perhaps you might find out what is troubling her. She seems so reticent to leave. Why, certainly, Judge. I wouldn't want anything to disturb what seems an ideal marriage. I shouldn't worry a moment if I were you. Never forget that Annabelle is devoted to you. <laughs> and I trust her absolutely. No man could ask for a better wife. If it's a question of patience... That's it, that's all. Only have patience with her, and everything will be all right. That was nothing. I do believe I've been jealous. <laughs> Odd, you always remember things in the twilight. Sometimes... I think I'd like it to be twilight forever. Father used to call it a Sabbath without evening. Ah, well, might as well go in. I'm sure Annabelle will be happy this evening. I imagine she's waiting for me in the drawing room. I'll just go in quietly. Debney, Debney, hold me tighter, please. Annabelle, my darling. Your arms aren't dead trees, are they? I, I can't live without you, Debney. Annabelle. Annabelle, you're so wonderful. So sweet and young. Tighter, Debney. Tighter. Don't ever let me go. Ever. <laughs> Mrs. Upchurch, I've just had a painful scene with Annabelle. Oh, do sit down, Judge Honeywell. You look tired, very tired. I am, thank you. I told you most of it over the telephone. But Annabelle insisted I come to you directly. But it can't be worse than you said. She's more determined than ever, determined to wreck her life, determined not to give up this young man. And it isn't even the same young man. 
It's Dabney Birdsong. Why, well, I remember meeting his mother in the market square with a little Dabney tagging along with big blonde curls and Mrs. Birdsong crying because she had to cut them off. It isn't even the same young man. How long has she known this young man? Oh, all her life. I believe he's been up in New York studying engineering at Columbia. Now he's working in an office up there. I don't know what's to be done, ma'am. But she came straight to me. At Annabelle's request. Judge, you are the soul of chivalry. No man could have possibly done more. Thank you. I, I can't feel hopeless, though. Annabelle is so young. Yes, she is young. She insists upon talking about it. Oh, some women enjoy unhappy love affairs, you know. Although I've always felt they were overrated. You will come and reason with her? I wonder if I ought to give that boy a good scolding. You suppose it would help? Oh, I've talked enough. I'm afraid I lost my judgment for a few moments. Well, I, I'll come over, Judge. Uh, try to remember that the more uh, violent uh, a passion is, the sooner it blows over. <laughs> I realize you enjoy tragedy in any position, and especially lying down. But would you mind coming out of those pillars so I can talk to you? I don't want to. Isn't it time you came to your senses? I've never been out of them, Mama. Have you forgotten that you're married? I wish I could. When are you going to get out of that bed? Tomorrow. Has that boy gone away? He isn't a boy. He's 26. He's going to Europe next week. And I suppose you won't see him again. He's coming in the morning to tell me goodbye. Well, that's very unwise, my child. I can't help it. Oh, this will pass away. <laughs> but I don't want it to pass away. Oh, Mama, can't you understand? If I can't have love, I'd rather die. Well, I, I can't see anything to do about it, child. You'll just have to make an effort to... Be brave and think of your husband. He's had his life, and I want mine. You married him with your eyes open, dear. But I didn't know marriage could be so immoral. I mean, with a person you don't like, when you can't bear to have him near you. Hush, Annabelle. You mustn't say such things. I know. You would have lied about it, you and Cousin Amanda. But I won't. I won't be a sham all my life. I won't stay, that's all. If I can't have love, I'll die. Oh, the judge was right. <laughs> you can't hold people in when you take away the sense of duty. Well, child, I, I'll go downstairs and tell the judge to be patient. Perhaps by morning you'll come to your senses. so early, Bella? Mrs. Brettlebane. Oh, I, I mean to drop in on Annabelle, so I, I started early. Oh, I was sorry to hear that Annabelle was under the weather. You know, Bella, what she needs is to get away from Gamaliel for a while. Oh, I'm sure they're very happy. He adores her, and, well, she has had a deep affection for him. Now, I think she should go to Europe with me this summer. But, Mrs. Brettlebane, you... Oh, you... now, come, come, Bella. 
Don't be upset by the stories you've heard about me. Well, I... Behavior is merely a question of geography. Yes, I know, but... I... My respectability increases with every mile I travel away from Queensboro. In Paris, it's above reproach. By the time I've reached Vienna, I've become a bit of a prude. And, uh, contrasted to the Balkan temperament, I am a tombstone to female virtue. I'm sure the judge would never consent. Uh, oh, I dare say you're right. Though I can never forgive him for not marrying Amanda. Poor Amanda. Have you noticed that her mother's habit of talking to herself has taken hold in her? I wonder if she believed that love lasted like that. With Amanda, it was a purpose in life. You'll never hear it from her, though. She comes from a sealed generation. Huh. When you can sit back, Bella, it's somewhat amusing. Amusing? Surely. The whole performance, the whole company, the troupe of romantic comedians, Gamaliel, Annabelle, you and I, and that young Dabney Birdsong. Uh, yes, yes, yes I... I know about that, too. It's all a giant mask, a low, vulgar comedy. I think perhaps Amanda is the most unfortunate of all. She's still innocent enough to be betrayed. Well, well, I shan't keep you any longer. Hurry on to your Annabelle. After all, she's the star of our comedy. Is that you, Mrs. Upchurch? Well, I, I just dropped in to see Annabelle, but what's the matter? There's a letter addressed to you on the table. It's in Annabella's hands. From Annabelle? What does it say? It was addressed to you. I have not opened it. Oh, dear, I'm sure something dreadful. Oh, Judge. Ma'am. Dearest Mama, I'm, I'm going away because there isn't any sense letting one mistake ruin your life. Dabney and I are made for each other. If you feel you could send some of my clothes to New York, the hotel... Oh, Annabelle, Annabelle. The hotel is there. Mm -hmm. oh. I'll go tonight. There's still time to catch the 8 o'clock train. Oh, baby. I cannot acquit myself of responsibility. You will bring her back, my baby, my little baby. There now, man. Oh, ma my baby, my little, little baby. I'll do my best. I'll bring her back tomorrow. You will excuse me now. I must hurry. It's you. You might have known I'd come for you. Well, come in. Dabney's gone around to arrange for the passage. But there isn't any use. There isn't any in the world. I haven't come to argue or to blame you. There's no use anyway. I won't go back. It is, it is not fair to me or to your mother. She'll get over it presently. She always gets over things. If only you could realize what it means to a woman to defy convention. That doesn't matter. Love is worth anything. Do you love this... this boy? Oh, he isn't a boy. He's 26. 
And he's taller than you are. If you'll come home with me, I'll promise anything. Anything. There isn't anything that could make up for it. You don't understand. It isn't only that you're old. I didn't come to argue with you, Annabelle. I came to ask you to wait a little while. To wait just a little while longer. I want my life while I'm young. Life won't wait. But think of me, Annabelle. Think of me with everything gone, with nothing to hope for, nothing to live for. I'm sorry. I am sorry. I shall, of shall course, give you your freedom. I am free. You have a great deal to learn, child. But at least I can keep you from poverty. I can do that. You're kind. You've always been kinder to me than I deserve. I shall still be kind. I may be wrong, but I shall still be kind. Hey there, Colonel. You all right? <coughs> Cabby, I, I don't quite remember where... Hey, get in, Granddad. You'll drown out there. <coughs> Thank you, sir. I am a, a bit uh, tired. Yeah, you look beat. Well, where to? If I could get home. Chair, fire. Sure, Pop, sure. Home. Now, where is it? I'm sorry, I, I wasn't thinking. Uh, the railroad station. Uh, Pennsylvania station. I, I wasn't thinking... Gamaliel. Who's that? Oh, I'm, here. I'm sorry I can't quite, but... Gamaliel. If I could get you... Here, here, Porter. Help me take him to the car. It's an attack. I'm sorry to be such a burden, Edmonia. I, I can't. I, I just Now, can't. you just be still, Gamaliel. You be still. We'll have Dr. Buchanan over right away. I've done the best I can. I, I've always done the best. Surely, Gamaliel. Now, just a little while longer, and we'll have you safe in bed. Uh, uh, oh, here, catch him there, Porter. He's falling. I've given him a sedative, Mrs. Brettlebane. It's overexertion, you know. At his age... It's my age, too. Although he looks a lot older now. Uh, it's a chill, mostly. We'll have to keep him in bed for a few days. I'm having Lottie Goodwin come over. She's a fine young girl and an excellent nurse. Gamaliel will be up and around before we know it. Ah, it's peaceful. It's all over. It's like when I was little. When I had my mama. She was so young. She was always so young. They were all like mama, a little. Cordelia and Amanda. And Annabelle. They were all like mama. But there's nothing left. I've done the best I could. It's all over. Life. Love. 
It's all over. I can't see so well. It's dark. Is that you, Mama? I'm Lottie Goodwin, Judge Honeywell. Dr. Buchanan sent me over to make you comfortable. Here, get your pillows for you. Isn't that better? Uh-huh. She's so young and gentle. That's the woman I ought to have married. <laughs> no, that's gone. It's all over. But it's never really over. Not till you're in the grave. While there are some men who began their best work, who found the supremest happiness, only when the prime of life was well past. Why, it's spring outside. Ah, spring. These are leaves whispering outside the window. It's spring. And I'm feeling almost as young as I did last year. <laughs> curtain falls on the fifth in a series of special one-hour programs in which the NBC University Theater has brought you radio plays based on great American stories. Tonight, Ellen Glasgow's The Romantic Comedians, as adapted for radio by Ernest Canoy, has starred Albert Decker as Judge Gamaliel Honeywell. Albert Decker may currently be seen in the Columbia picture Lulabelle. Tonight's cast included Georgia Bacchus as Admonia, Lynn Allen as Annabelle, Gloria Ann Simpson, Amanda, and Noreen Gamil, Mrs. Upchurch. John Lake was our narrator, Ralph Sedan, the doctor, and William Lally, Dabney Birdsong. Original music for our play was composed by Albert Harris. Henry Russell conducted the orchestra, and the production was directed by Andrew C. Love. We invite you to listen again next week when the NBC University Theater presents an adaptation of Voltaire's Candide. Productions of the NBC University Theater are currently being used in conjunction with a course in American fiction under a college-by-radio plan at the University of Louisville. This program came to you from Radio City in Hollywood.
This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Thank you for joining us and enjoying our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Please remember to leave us a review and to follow us for frequent releases.